This is Akafe. Laura Marie and Jessica Marie proudly present A Court of Fandoms and Exploration, a podcast. Fair warning, everything the hosts say is explicit, full of spoilers and adult content and shall not be used against them. They have opinions. Let's try not to drag anyone for expressing themselves and just have fun for an hour. We all deserve it. This episode contains spoilers for the entire SJM universe with brief mentions of Shadowhunters, Center Stage, Pacific Rim, and Batman Forever. everybody and welcome to a court of fandoms and exploration your weekly deep dive into the fantasy literature and fandoms that we love i'm laura marie and i'm jessica marie and today we are revisiting house of sky and breath by sarah j mass and oh the joys of a reread <laughs> uh, something that we do consistently here on akafe the reread is uh, something that is very special. The reread helps us to uh, consolidate our thoughts and to really um, uh, solidify why we do and do not like things. Jess, how do we feel? How do we feel? There, I feel like I statements. This, right? These are opinions. I, I statements. Yeah, I feel like we are in the minority. <laughs> There we go. There we go. Uh, that um, we we have two books. We have you know we have Hofast coming out in January twenty twenty four, and we have a confirmed fourth book from Bloomsbury. So um, it, it's a lot. It's a lot. I feel like we're in the minority thinking that we like Earth and Blood more than Sky and Breath. However, to what we you know to what you just said that the importance of a reread. Um, Maybe we needed that space to give ourselves to like reflect and look at this differently and objectively a little bit more um, to see if like our frustrations are still the frustrations, more connections that we picked up outside of the first time. I haven't re I haven't reread this at all. This is my first time rereading it. Laura, this is your third time because you reread it twice per usual, um, for this episode, correct? Yes, I did. I, I read this. Uh, interestingly enough, I read this before Silver Flames. I read Silver Flames, and now I'm reading it after Silver Flames. <laughs> so I feel like there's going to be a lot of connections that we probably will see, like, glaringly obvious, even though this book was published after Silver Flames. The way we did our reread, I'm like, oh, it's right. Th- it was right there the whole time. Or there were things that we noticed the first time around, and we still noticed them the second time, but we picked up on newer things. Um, so we will tap into some of those newer things. We might dive deeper into the, some of the things that we recognize a little bit more. Um, and then, of course, we have our initial reactions episode that is just... We were flying by the seat of our pants, literally finished, started recording. And I mean, it could have been a six hour episode, but kindly editor Sam edited like down to maybe two. So thank you for that. And also, I think it's important to note that we 
uh, Jess, you and I personally, these are I statements here. We I <laughs> statements. We I will not speak for anyone else that is listening, but Jess, you and I have grown as readers since we uh, first read this. So we can now apply. Uh, we can apply the pattern. We can apply the book to travel book. We can also pick up on things that just really bug the crap out of us that really went over my head the first time. Uh, one for me being that Bryce is really bad at her job. Um, <laughs> but before before we get into all of that, let me ask you, Jessica, does this follow the pattern? Yes? I you, we talked about this before the episode and if I w- initially I was like the prologue doesn't travel doesn't follow the pattern I thought but then I was like but chapter 1 definitely does and I think it was just because I was so focused on the Sophie of it all and not like the bigger plot that what Sophie brings to the book so once we were ta- when you were like oh since the prologue I was like wait did I read this I knew we read the same prologue but things kind of clicked together between Sophie kind of, you know, looking for a better world, wanting to save her brother and getting the hind right off, you know, right off the gate of knowing where her allegiance is. But obviously we don't know until the end of the book. Right. That's why the reread is so good. Just I will I would take a bigger step back and say that the prologue prologue Prologue. <laughs> like whatever that is, uh, where uh, Elizabeth Evans, our goddess, um, tells us the four houses of Midgard. Yep. I would say that because if the pattern is books per houses, yeah. Even though she, w- even though she, as in Sarah, was only contracted for three, and Sarah's on record saying multiple times, like I'm only contracted for three, but we know how I do and there are four houses and you know Akatar was supposed to be three and then we got the novella and then we got Akasif and now we have a confer- we have confirmed more um and this is all out of Sarah's mouth out of Bloomsbury out of like our investor meetings the court I mean like this is not it's it, the information's out there so it's not like behind the scenes information so I would say that this information in the four houses it fits out the bigger overarching plot uh, especially, I would say, Earth and Blood and um, uh, Sky and Breath. Luna is mentioned really at the tail end of that. It's just like, and the ones that Luna likes, and the ones that Luna likes, though, the ones that Luna likes. It's like, okay. And then, like, even all the references, and I don't know why I didn't pick up on it the first. Again, it was only one time reread, and we needed that distance, honestly, um, for a while, was... All the references with Hypaxia and, you know, this is very Flame and Shadow and Flame and Shadow and like, it's all there. And now that we obviously have the title of the third book confirmed, I'm like, oh, it was glaringly in front of us. If we had done a reread sooner, we probably would have picked up on it. But again, um, time was needed in order for us to um, be a little bit more objective to some things. I would also say time was needed to really appreciate this book, too, because uh, while I still have problems, I do appreciate it more through the context of a travel book because Uh I could not put my finger on like what like what was going on really the first time. It was just because they were fucking all over the place. And if they weren't all over the place, they were in Bryce's apartment. So like that, you know, that is what it is. Uh, Just to what you're saying, uh, Sophie 
Sophie is like this like beacon, right? She she's the one that pissed everybody off when we first read it because it's like, oh my god, who is this person? I don't care about this at all. It is like when Manon was introduced. Spoiler, I guess not, not really. In Throne of Glass, when you're just like, oh my god, who is this person? I hate this person. Ah, why is it important to the plot? Ends up being like hugely important to the plot. See, and I feel like you can talk on that Manon background because you started reading Throne of Glass since its publication date so you saw that development whereas a reader like me who came in in 2020 for throne of glass in 2020 and early 2021 to, i already knew that the books it was completed it was established the characters were already there so i didn't have that takeaway of like who was this character she was there for a reason yeah so this so here's here's what I want to say about the prologue. Sophie is a human who made the drop. I feel like that is going to be like really important. I, Sophie has the info, right? Like the whole point of Sophie is that she's got Danica's info. Danica's dead and Sophie is using the the like lure of that info to get the rebels and stuff to go rescue her brother and everything. And the fact that like she's a Thunderbird and her brother's a Thunderbird and like let's let's all do this scratchbacks, all that stuff. Um just just like you said, just like you said. Uh, we've got the hind immediately, and she drops Love the her. stone in the water. Like, she's like, blop, 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 all that stuff. All that stuff. Takes her out to see lead shoes. That is it. Um, Sophie being the beacon that holds this whole plot together, because they forget about her. Bryce even says, like, oh, I totally forgot about her. Shit. I forgot she had, like, information and was, like, important later on. <laughs> like i'm sorry maybe stop blowing that's okay never mind i'm not gonna i'm not gonna get into it i'm not gonna get into it i'm not gonna get into it we know how we feel um but yes so at the end of this you're probably like laura but how is this the pattern um the information that sophie has in this book is how bryce gets to spoiler fucking prithian at the end so it it is it's She's necessary. And honestly, Bryce wouldn't have looked into it if Danica wasn't involved. No, Bryce wouldn't have looked into it if Danica wasn't involved. So Sophie, like just having the information was not really enough. It had to be Danica and the pack of devils to -hmm. really like make Bryce do it. So, yeah, well, that's why Therian was like my first go to was going to be Bryce. Yeah. Like, I, they, there's the, that's the only way I'm going to get information about any type of lead if there is one. And that's when everybody's like, the gang's all here. And we start digging a little bit deeper. So it's impossible for us to hit every like plot point in this book and keep it with like a manageable time for editor Sam to edit. So before like we get into the rest of like the plot of this, I want to touch on the CC ballet that Bryce goes to because there is so much lore dropped here. It bears repeating so much. Like, and, and it's, it's, I felt like you couldn't stop reading the chapter. And we read this through audio and I co-read it with audio and, um, an ebook. So it was just highlight after highlight. Laura, you have 30 pages of notes. Yeah. So I do. Like, and that's from this second, that's all from this second read. So it's just like, it's all there. And I think I, I will say, I think it helps for us that. We were able, when we read it the first time, we didn't, if it was like something glaringly obvious, 
we we noted it, you know, to ourselves, but we were able to just kind of like vibe that first read because it's a lot of information. But mean, but when you go to revisit, it's like here's here's Helion's Pegasus, right here's there, there, like right there. There's Please. the sword. There's Gwydion or whatever the fuck its name is. There, there's your ancestor hunt. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. The the way that Thur, right? Thur. T H U R. Thur is hammered hot over and over and over. Yeah. Like, in this, it, it's Thur, just like Project Thur. And Hunt is like, you know, lightning. He was like Thur reborn. He looked like a primal god. Like, all of this stuff. All of this stuff. Okay. Um, he's going to be, we're going to Percy Jackson him, and that's fine. But I, ugh, I will talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. How about you share what Percy Jackson is? Because I never read it, and I feel like whoever's listening might not have read, uh, understand the whole like Percy Jackson concept either. Oh, okay. You, ha- I had to ask you. That's why I was like, maybe not everybody knew this. Okay, so Percy Jackson, uh, you know, half blood, right? You know, half god. I, I think somehow, some, some way, um. Hunt is going to be related to Thur, and he's going to be at least like quarter god. I don't know. It's going to be, he has to be special. Well, he has to be. And even at the end of this book of Hosab, they say, like, who is it? Mordok was like, I can't, t- you're not, you're not just an angel. I can't put my, and he's like a bloodhound. So he can't tie in the scent and i remember the first time my notes said like is he like is he also fey is that some sort of fey is that why they're like mate mates um but the whole fey or god or something is kind of solidified when murdoch's like you're something you're not you're not an angel you're an angel but you're not just an angel and also like rogulus says like Oh, well, yeah, like, of course he can do that. Like, we bred him to be able to do that. Like, talking about Hunt, like, of course, obviously, duh. And that's just like, bloop, bloop. We're just dropping that there and walking away. Well, then even Bryce brings it up, like, in a, in the next chapter. She's like, oh, I think it's, like, the first page of, like, the chapter after that. She's like, so we're not going to talk. I'm, I'm going to hold a beat. There's a lot of info dumping that I have to share with these people. I'm going to hold on to that you know, bread hunt thing for another conversation when him and I are just at the apartment and not in front of everybody. So that's in the back of her head, too. She's like, my boyfriend was bread. My mate was bread. Oh, my God. The number of times that these characters. okay, I've got a problem with how a lot of these characters behave, but the number of times that these characters were like, I'll see you later. I'll tell you tomorrow. It's like, (laughs) No, tell me now. If you told me, I'll tell you tomorrow. I would. It's not important. I would have you know. I would be like, you tell me right now, or the the anxiety that I would have if you don't. Like, we'll talk about it later. Talk about what later? I didn't think there was anything to talk about, but now there is. Uh, Okay, talking, talking. Let's talk about more this fucking ballet building she's like oh it could have been a temple it probably was a temple there's a lot of temples here there's a lot of gods where did all the gods go but this one this one has freezes around the whole building of the creation of the sword of hell's armies the seven princes hordes on armies all that stuff all that stuff there's a lot of art there is a lot like that i mean i feel like you're just this is just the ballet and i feel like we're walking at the mat 
Yeah. And and then just as you said, the Pegasus being ridden, uh, you know, riding into battle, conveniently, the rider's wearing a helmet. So there are no facial features. Convenient. Thank you. Okay. Uh, mm, you know, I didn't pick up on that. Thank you. Thank you. And I just, I just, for, oh, from here, from here, um, Bryce's star starts to flare. She's like, oh my God, why is it flaring? We know that it flares around undiluted uh, fae bloodlines and around her chosen like knights and companions. So like, good for you, um, uh, Bryce. We're going to figure out what, what that means, I guess. Um, but my note here, I'll hold it up. Um, they're just so horny. <laughs> they're just so horny it's and it starts here because yeah. she's like you know god he looks so good in his suit hunt hates to dress up i just i hate that about him just i've never worn shoes like this okay i understand why but shut the fuck up all right. Like, this isn't like something you do regularly. It's okay to dress up. I don't like wearing heels to a red carpet, yeah. but I'm going to. Yeah. And, and, uh, and Bryce is like, don't tell me you're one of those fey males that hates dressing up. He's like, well, that's a good thing. I don't have to be in it very long. It's like, ugh. Just, ugh. Uh. Well, I remember when in our initial reactions episode and when we first read, we were like, you know what? All the horniness aside, we really commended them for like, we don't know each other. We're sexually attracted to each other, but we really don't know each other. And we were like, okay, like they're they're waiting till solstice. Good for them. I respect that choice. I yeah. still respect that. And I do understand, you know, and it, maybe this comes from reading so many Shadowhunters books now, is where Bryce was like, shit's going down. People are going to die. We might want to speed up our timeline because we know shadow hunters get married young. So like that part, I was even like, okay, I get it. If I put it in that context. Yeah, I get it. Like, I get it. I get it. It just my, I guess my criticism here, is it a criticism? I just being like an asshole. I don't know. Is that going to be your theme for 2024? I don't know. I don't know. Like, I guess it's just something that I'm trying to be aware of. But I do think that the level of horniness that they have for each other detracts from the plot a little bit because they're just like staring at each other, swallowing things or like staring at the light rippling off things. And it, it and I and I understand. I, I, I get it. I really do. But then a little bit later in the book, like it's it, it, it's it's very sticky. It's very sticky to use <laughs> accusative language for the rest of the book again, which is fine. But it's just like, but they they keep up with that. So it's like I can't wait for him to be like buried inside me, and then it's just like, oh, I need to plan my rebel plot. But the sun on his hair. I just had a thought and. It, it's clear speculation, and we'll dive into speculation of it all at the end of the episode. But I, it is written, you know, just like when we talk about like, oh, when you read these books, you feel like you're in them. You can totally visualize them. I'm wondering, especially with like, we know Throne of Glass had a pilot script. We know Avatar. Ah. If it's being written, because like if if anybody who's listening, if they read scripts, um, 
it'll have like in the parentheses or I mean, even if you, you can you don't even if you don't read scripts regular regularly, you can refer to them online. They, they say like and water glistened, you know, the sun shone in a different direction. I'm wondering, again, speculation, though, but with the confirmation of the shows that we do have or did have, it's it's written in that way similar to a script for it to be betrayed eventually i mean that i mean i feel like that's a lot of people would love a lot of authors would love their work to be brought to me you know big screen little screen any type of screen that makes sense that would that would make sense to me and if that's the case then i commend her for doing it because that means that it is overemphasized which makes it harder to ignore which makes it more important to the overall vibe which means that her more of the overall vibe would make it into whatever is getting made okay right and it wouldn't be on paper you know we talk about like sometimes with books we're like oh my gosh this is so long but then when it's translated onto screen we're like oh it's an hour and a half movie Mm -hmm. easy because you took all of that out because it's now it's just visually portrayed good point jessica marie uh i cannot stand (laughs) um the relationship between Mm. ember and bryce it really graded on me this time i think maybe it maybe it's because of the holidays maybe but the scene that ember makes here in the ballet drives me absolutely nuts the way that they communicate through postcards drives me nuts like be an adult call it speak to your daughter Uh, it just it drives me crazy I understand Bryce and Ember's like, like their closeness, I guess. But they're also very Bryce's like. What, what did you mention? Like, it's almost as if Bryce is doing the parenting. She, she is. has to. She has to gentle parent. And I commend Bryce for there are times where she's putting up the boundary and Ember's not having it, and Randall has to step in. Like he has to get involved, and she's like, "Mom, I'm not talking about my sex life in public. I'm not talking about my relationship with you. We have our own shit going on. We're going to handle it. You don't need to be involved with this." To that, the fact that she has to lie to get her to to get her mom to do anything, I also really relate to. And here's the thing that I cannot stand is that Ember, who lives in this like constant fear for Bryce or whatever, makes these big public fucking scenes, this big scene at the ballet. And then later, Bryce is like, oh, my God, my engagement to Cormac is going to go public. I've got to get my mom out of this city. She's going to go ballistic. Like, why do you need to parent your mother? Like, are you serious? That has to be a very like we know that maybe that maybe that's just something that Sarah wrote in. We don't know, Sarah, like, but maybe that's that millennial experience of parenting the parent. It's embarrassing. So many people. Yeah, I don't disagree. But like how many I know how many other millennials and like young adults are currently doing that? Yeah. It's like, why have kids? Because your parent is the kid. Well, and then, you know, she gives, gives gives her a new kid and she's like, thank you so much for this new kid. Yes, that was wild. I picked up on that the second time. Oh, he he loves having a kid around. And Bryce was like, I like to, I'm still your kid. It, it's, it's, it's all 
It's very strange. It's it was all it's all it, okay. Again, we cannot hit every plot point. We cannot hit every plot point. It's just impossible uh, to do these things. Um, Rune. Okay, very quickly, Rune's party. Uh, what's very important about Rune's party is that he knew three things. That's the famous, the famous, very famous thing. Um, but Cormac appears. Let's talk about Cormac. Let's talk about him in full. Who is Cormac? Where did he come from? Why is he important? All that. Well, we know Cormac is an Avalon Fae and he is cousins with Bryce. I don't know if he's like first cousins or if it's like extremely removed. They make it seem like it's really extremely removed. Um, but ultimately the Autumn King has betrothed Bryce to Cormac unbeknownst to Bryce because female Fae are property of men because, you know, just like an Akatar, patriarchy rules the Autumn Court and the Autumn King and all the Autumn Fae. Um, so she's supposed to be married off to him and Bryce isn't here for it. Um, and it's because uh, they need to strengthen the Fae lines. They need to strengthen the Fae power. Power is being diluted, um, which I also found was really interesting, again, because I didn't pick it up I picked it up the second time that it's also referenced to the witches in Midgard that their power has been diluted as well. So it's like all of these magical being and shifters and it seems like everything. I mean, and we know this, that their power isn't as strong as it used to be 15,000 years ago. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, Cormac shows up. He, he's shadowy, right? It's like all, all this all this power, all these things. Uh, Cormac dies at the end of this but it's no head it's no head not dead so you know that's that's how akfe stands on it uh all this to say ethan shows up at bryce's apartment and so starts ethan's plot line uh being a sad wolf being a busy wolf and then being a prime or an alpha in training wolf and that's essentially his plot I love Ethan. I, Ethan grew on me. He's just going through his own, like, self-discovery. I, I know he's going to have a good uh, character arc, and we're going to see that through because, I mean, he is the epilogue. Yeah. No, he's absolutely the epilogue. So that that's going to be just, like, so huge. Uh, Bryce? Okay. So Bryce is working at the Fae Archives. There is a mention right here in the beginning of the book. This is before... I'm not sure what chapter we're in. Uh, but they do say that... The uh, archives in the Celestial City under the Crystal Palace are like, you know, those are the most secure ones. Like, you know, but the Fae archives are good, too. So, like, awesome. And Jessica has, like, the most extensive one, but she has relocated it in a warehouse unbeknownst to anybody because of the shit that went down in the spring. Yes. Um, Celestina, there's a new angel coming. It's Celestina. Celestina sells everybody out at the end because she's fucking Hypaxia and they're using that against her. And she has been telling Rigulus where everybody is the whole time. Like, okay, okay, okay. Here's what I want to talk about, Jess. Why is Bryce so bad at her job? <laughs> Why? Like, I, I noticed that also the how? second I, I I mean, Declan called it out when he was pulling footage when she was at Griffin Antiquities. He's look they're looking for they're coming through years of security footage looking through Danica. And Declan's first thing is, did you ever work? 
we know she worked on her resume but didn't do anything about it. We know she had it in a safe, like a safe little file. We know she kind of listened to her own music. We know she did sales when she did. Um, and then she procured things. Like, I don't think she actually worked when she was at Griffin Antiquities. And it's the same thing here because there are things like she's constantly calling Jessica up. How do you do this? How do you do this? Did you clearly you didn't learn anything at your first job out of undergrad and then sometimes i feel like jessica whatever the lunathian equivalent to google is i'm surprised jessica wasn't like google it but she eventually was like figure it out yourself and i'm gonna charge you and then she's like okay charge me whatever and just but came through i jessica is gonna continue to come through she was in the epilogue in the first one we didn't really see her you know except for like the little glimpses in the second one she's gonna come through yeah, she's she has to come through. I would say she's giving off uh, very main character vibes. Which main character would you think? Maybe uh, Miss Miranda. Oh, absolutely, Miranda Priestly. And I know we don't really like get into the to the fan casting, but if we're gonna fan cast her, like, can could she be Kate Blanchett? Because I could just like her. I mean, Kate Blanchett could do anything, but her as Jessica Roga. I mean, everybody's going to want Jessica to step on them. Yeah, absolutely. I think it would be really great, especially when she drops lines like, think through this proposal. Don't be a fucking cliche. Oh, um, so good. So, but, and then when, but nobody thinks in this book. I don't. Is it because it's a travel book? I do think it's because it's a travel book. So they're just like constantly going. I do think that that is exactly why, Jess. Yes. Yeah. Man, this travel book. I mean, here's the And we'll go back to saying like, just because something is a travel book doesn't mean it's a bad book. It just, there's a lot of things happening, but there's no immediate payout just yet. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I, I think that is just like so fair. Um, the, cause like, okay, skipping, skipping. I mean, like Therian is on his own little journey. That little mermaid. That like little merman. Yeah. That poor, he just wants to be where the people are. <laughs> he really does. And But he also, what does he say at the end of this book? He goes, I just, I can't give up my fins just yet. But yeah. he also doesn't, he thinks with this dick all the time. And he even said, he's like, I was dumb. I thought with my dick and I really wanted to bang the queen's daughter. So I did. And okay, rightfully so, when the queen's daughter's like, uh, you've been dragging this on for 10 years. Fuck you. And yeah. get your mom involved. Like, good for her. Use your princess status and get your mom involved. So I get that. And then he again rushes over. He's like, I can't, you know, he, he's trading one slave life for another is what he says, but he'd rather be a slave above the water. So he sells himself to the Viper Queen, who I think is Volg. And he's and she's like, that there's more to it. You have to drink my blood. And which I think is the blood oath, which because he's all like, um, she's like, you will return to me. And he's like, I will return to you. And he's his inner monologue is I it's a voice that's not my own, but is. And then Bry then he and Bryce is, like, is thinking, like, where the hell is Therian? Therian shows up and she goes, something's weird. Something's off. He smells off. Like, there's something's going on. But we have to figure we have to work on this plan. That's not a plan. So I'll deal with Therian later. Yeah, it's he's everybody's very, dealing with something later. Yeah, everyone is dealing with something later until like they're not until they're not. Uh, we have little things like I, I used to sabotage machines. 
My name is Hunt. I used to sabotage machines. Thank you for telling everybody very your- loudly. I can fix your scooter. Thank you. Thank you. Also, the part I will say when he, she's like, oh, Hunt met up with her and she's just pushing her bike now. Why is it? And then she then she has to ask him, can, can, can you handle this? Can you carry it? Can you push my bike? I had to get you out of angel jail. Angel jail because you beat up Pollux. <laughs> my first thought is... I, I, the fact that she even had to ask. Let's talk about Danica. Let's, let's talk about Danica. Let's talk about Dana. Danica's a hot topic. We are one of two people who are still team Danica. So I yeah. guess like you're one and I'm two. So we're two of two people who are still team Danica. <laughs> I will die on the hill that Danica didn't do anything wrong. I don't think she did anything wrong. I don't think it is fair to punish her for having a secret life she did it really well like don't be jealous sorry you're jealous like she did it so well you know when we say secret life better i guess lie better you know when we always say lie better but she didn't even lie she just did not speak she just she's like she just didn't share everything and i like People are really upset about, I, I I don't know, I feel like people want to, and, and, and I'm guilty of it, I'm so guilty of self-inserting, especially with Bryce, but I feel like people want to put their own type of best friend relationships and apply it to this best friend relationship. And isn't there a general conversation, even when it comes to morals and ethics and this, that, the other thing, with fantasy worlds that we put our ethics into these worlds? Yeah. Well, and Rigula says that at the end of this book, you know, he's like, we're gods. It's like not our fucking fault that you're our food. Like, that's just how it is. Uh, So very good. That's really what the main gripe and like, you know, Danica did this. Danica did that. Danica didn't tell Bryce everything. And Bryce is upset. I'm not saying she's not allowed to be upset. But what is what is everybody upset? Because people like Aelin, she kept a lot of things to herself. So she planned wars without telling anybody. Yeah. And I I struggle with it, too, because I, I hesitate to say, like, Bryce wouldn't have been interested because, like, she would have. Like, she she would have. But it's also, like, Danica had like a future right she had a destiny she had a plan she had history she had background she had like the good standing she had all of these resources she had a job she was born into a specific type of life she was like yeah exactly and she had a job she was like the alpha she's the pack of the devils like she had responsibilities she had to go to these meetings she had all of this stuff to do she had here's i guess here's my point Danica had a whole life outside of partying with Bryce. And like the fact that they like they lived together was, I do think, a big part of their closeness because like Danica, Danica like fucked off a lot and she had her job. She was with the Pack of Devils. She like, again, she had her life and like Bryce did had like half of the life that danica had well she didn't have she didn't want to be associated with her dad she didn't want to be i mean she has she's like gripe gripling a lot with 
the whole fae princess thing in this one. Meanwhile, Rune was like, there's a lot of things like I was born into this. There's a lot of there's a lot of rules. There's a and who I can't remember who says it in this book, but someone says your ignorance on this isn't my problem. Yeah. And maybe it was her dad who says that. Um, And I forget what the point I was going to make. Oh, her, like her being Danica, just having everything. But then there's a line that Bryce says she was like looking at a picture, which we all love, like a going out picture. And she's like, Fury was in her shit. Juniper was starting out at the ballet. Bryce had all this stuff. And I was in my own world thinking, life is great. Let's do a line. Let's get drunk. Let's get like she was in her party girl mode. She didn't have anything outside of that. And she I think that was like a self like rereading it the second time. It was very self-reflective of Bryce to be like, what else do I have going on? I was so blinded then. I was in my rose colored glasses. Yeah. And she says, like, who am I? Like, I thought I knew Everything that was going on here, but like nobody thought to tell me like I I wasn't it's like, no, you really weren't in a place, right? Like what about anything that you're doing like shows that you could do this? Everyone is actively trying to protect you. That's what they're doing. That That's how much they love you, right? Like, Fury isn't, like, fucking around with her job and bringing you into it. Like, Danica has kept you completely separate from this. Like, Rune doesn't, you know, you don't, again, like, in the be- in the first book, like, she's not talking to Rune. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, it's like a whole thing. So the fact that Danica is really villainized for not sharing all of this stuff with Bryce. Bryce, again, I've said this before. I really don't think Bryce was in a place to hear it. And also, it is okay for friends to have parts of their life that you're just not a part of. Like, does it have to be world-altering, war-ending, world, what, what, like, ward-shattering, gate-opening research? No. 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 And, like, obviously, obviously, there's, like, you know, it could have been handled a little bit better. It didn't have to be hidden inside of a table is what I'm saying. Like we could have been a little more obvious. I under, and even even going back to that, I'll even give the USB and the through love all is possible because she was hiding some, I mean, that shit could not be found. Yeah. The only reason, like, I don't know. Did Danica know that Ethan was eventually going to get the, the the sword to jump on the table and break it? No, it was just hitting. I almost feel like so much other shit was going on that she put it there for her reference and forgot it was there. I fa- I come across paperwork all the time where I'm like, I, why did I keep this paper, <laughs> Chuck? Yeah, it's just like, mm, mm. so it's just, okay. Again, I will always defend it. Defend Danica. I I don't think she did anything wrong. You know, we don't know her whole story. And as a dead character, she's really fucking prominent in this book. But again, on the flip side of this, I will say I do deeply understand Bryce's frustration where she's just like, did I fucking know this person at all? Yeah. I like, I understand that completely because there is like, like you just eat. You know, you get punched in the gut too many times. You're like, it's like enough, like, like enough. Yeah. And she and she says that. And even with like whether I think she's like uh, her and Rune 
Rune was picking up on it and they're doing the Damati thing. And he's like, are you okay? And she's like, I'm questioning everything. I'm questioning everything. And that is a lot of this book because it is a travel book that everybody is having their own self-discovery. And like, you know, when you're in that place of like, what am I doing with my life? What is going on? The only thing we have is each other. But I'll tell you about that later. Yeah, it's just it. Uh, gosh, it's it's a it's a thing. It's a thing. Uh, we have at this point met uh, Baxian and the Hind, the Hellhound, and the Harpy. The Triari is like we have Sandriel and Micah's Triari are all in. They're all Lunathian, uh, Pollux, Harpy, the Hind, Baxian, and Baxian's the only one. Again, rereading it, you're like. Baxian was there the whole time. He was yeah. ready to, and he knew how important Bryce was to Danica. So I feel like that's why he was so heavily involved. And then Hunt being like, what happened two years ago? And, you know, the timeline lines up and all that stuff. But to their credit, like, I would have been skeptical about it too. I just, you know, uh, all of it, all of it, all of it is uh, that. If I were Bryce, the reveal of Baxian, I think, would have been just the like, I'm fucking done. I'm fucking done. Well, she did act like that. She's like, are you kidding me? I would have been like, where is she? Bring her out. She's not dead. <laughs> where is she? Fuck this. Especially when the tattoo, like the tattoo was in yeah. her handwriting. Yeah. Because like, it wasn't just like, a oh, well, let me pick a font out. That yeah. Was her, that was her. That's just like. There was something we were doing. You were like, if that person posted that letter that you wrote, I would have known that was from you. Like, she knows that handwriting. Yeah. So, again, I would, yeah, I totally understand Bryce. It's like, uh, uh, quickly, I mean, quickly, broad strokes here, broad strokes, broad strokes. Tell us, please, about the meeting of Adis, Adis, quote, 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 broad strokes here. We're skipping. Adis, tell us about this because he dropped some lore. Oh, he dro- oh, he's dropped so much lore where Adis is talking about the lore of the starborn queen, Thea. But it's this fake Adis. This is Rigelus as Adis. And even going back on it, and I'm on page um, 175 in the ebook. Um, even going back on all the lore about Thea, about Peleus... There is no sign that it's not Adis. You know how sometimes there's you you're like, this is a little off. I don't know if this is him. I couldn't pick up on anything that it wasn't Adis. Let me look at my note. Uh no, not really. I guess the fact that he was just like dropping a bunch of information yes. is yeah, the only even, thing. And then even when Bryce questions it with Rigelus at the end. Rigelus is like, I'm honestly surprised you didn't pick up on it because I was so like gung ho about y'all going to fight. Yeah, he was like, duh. Like, why, why do you think you really think Adis would do that? Bryce is like, how the, what the fuck? But like, also, also I like, I don't know Adis. I don't Maybe. know him. Like, <laughs> what? What? Um, but yeah, like Thea, like your light is her light, right? Like hell's armies, like, you know, it's all lies. It's the same war we fought 15,000 years ago. Like he's referring to this war of 15,000 years ago, which flash forward to the end of the book where he says it's the war that this quote unquote, like this stupid little princess 
we know to be Aelin, closed all the gates, and he wants Bryce. He's like, you, you really need to do this war so we can get the gates back open so we can keep feeding on the rest of the universe. Yeah, and and just like more more lore, like Peleus, uh, you know, with the daughters, you know, Helena's starlight shadows. That's her sword through the female line. You know, all of this, her sword. You know, history is written by the winners. Yes, all of this stuff, all of this stuff is going to pay off. It has to. Why? Why have it here? Uh, so it will all pay off. Um, and then, you know, Jess's library is, you know, before the Asteri. That's Thea's truth. Like, don't you want to know where we all came from? Um, uh, it's it's uh, And knowing, and like, this is the other thing. Knowing that um, they were like, oh, um, I don't even, when they're like, I don't even know any rebels. And then he's like, really? Because Cormac's right behind you, Agent Silverbow. So, like, really, the Asteri knew about the rebels. The entire like, they 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 orchestrated the whole thing, just like they have been manipulating all of Lunathian. Yeah, uh, you know, don't be the reluctant hero. Hell's armies are yours c- to command. Like, yeah, all of this stuff. There's a rebel behind you. That yeah, Rigel. That's Rigelus just directing this whole fucking. Thing. They're just puppets. Everybody yeah. is puppets and they're just watching it play out because they manipulated how it's going to play out. Yeah, it just it just doesn't it uh I don't know. I don't know. It it's just a very satisfying in the reread to know that that's Rigelus and that he set it all up and then he set it all up from the very beginning. Again, the gloriousness of the reread. Uh, you know, I, I guess the gloriousness of the reread, all of this stuff about the mech suits is just like Pacific Rim and it, and the Pacific Rim plot line just doesn't hit for me. So, you know, I, I understand it all, but like my, um, uh, the prince of the pit. Showing up in dreams to both Hunt and Bryce. That's Apollyon, right? Yes. Yeah. Apolly- yeah, Apollyon. He's like, the Northern Gate is stirring. We're not going to lose the war again. You know, come on. Come on. You don't have full use of your powers. What the absolute fuck? You need to. Yeah, he's like, we need you. And I like, I know, you know, it's funny. It's like, we know we as in like society knows hell as in like, you know, the seven layers of hell, Lucifer, blah, 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 H-E-L-L. Um, so I love that Sarah did hear H-E-L and knew that we would assume hell is one thing when it's really something completely different in her fantasy world. Yeah, which is so fun. It's so fun. Right? I know we loosely brought it up on the initial episode, but I just, again, it goes with the reread. It's continued to be driven in because even at the end with our, you know, last chapter and she's like, this, this, this isn't hell. This is, this is not hell. And we're like, oh, you put what you thought hell was this. That's not what we were referring to the whole time. Hell has grass and mist. Yeah, for real. Like what? And what? hot leather wing daddies. It's like okay. Um the there's the other message the message okay, so the Reapers attack I I've just broad strokes. Oh. Broad strokes. The Reapers are attacking Rune and Bryce later on in the day. And the Reapers are like, I have a message for you. Message time from the Reapers. Uh train better. You suck. 
train better, <laughs> which I think is so funny. He is well, waiting. Well, they're not training. They're so, not doing yes. anything. Yeah. They're, she, they're just like trying, but they're not like really going for it, which is, we'll get there. Um, you know, he wants a worthy opponent, like, you know, the prince of the pit, blah, 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 blah. Uh, this is also where Cormac, um, you know, comes in and like, you know, saves Rune and like, you know, we learn that he can, out. he can winnow. And from here on out, this is where Bryce starts like trying to learn how to winnow. This is also where Day wakes up Rune and is like, hello, you're dying. Yes. This is the first part where I was like, this is the first highlight that I have because obviously it's all connected, but this is how I know that they're mates. Um, I think we all know that they're mates. I don't think that's speculation because isn't it with Sarah's mates is that, you know, when your mate is dying, it's in, like it's and she goes, I don't even know how I got here. I just felt something was wrong and I was here. So this is she's like, wake up, wake up. And that's all she keeps saying to Rune. And Rune's like, what is going on? She's like, I don't know. But you, she, he's not even coherent. And he's just like, what happened? And when they do their follow up meeting, she's like, you, I don't know. You were in danger and I was there. I was like pulled to you. So I love them. I love them. They, they, we love, we love Lydia. You know, she's got to have a great character arc. We love Rune. Obviously, we love Rune. Um, I will say something controversial and say that Lydia is my favorite (gasps) in this book. Yeah. That's so exciting. I remember in our initial reactions, we were like, she's a baddie. She's, she's going to be, we're, we, we, we loved her. Once we found out who Lydia is and her backstory and like all, like, could you see yourself being a double agent? Cause she's, a, no. she's, a, she's amazing. She's no. amazing. I was thinking, I was like, could I, could you like with, when she's asking about the torture, she goes, could you deal with getting your... Because she's going back and forth with Rune and Rune's like, I don't care. I don't take anything seriously. She's like, interesting. You're going to be the downfall of all of this if you're going to be so half-assed about it. Oh, I love that you love Lydia. Yeah. No, I do. I, I, do. I, don't, think it, I don't think it was ever a question that you didn't. I should correct myself. It's just like the fact that the reread, you're like, she, she's it. She's that girl. I, you know, I really like Lydia because I just dislike what happens with Bryce's storyline in this book. So it's like you have to cling to something and she's so good. I, I also enjoy Hypaxia. Like she's also a really good really? female character here. Yeah, I, re- I really do. Cause I'm so frustrated with Bryce. I'm just, no. I'm just so, well, and, we, and, we, I don't know if we openly said that on our initial episode. I know we had our private conversations saying that too. And that the Bryce at the end of this book is the Bryce that we loved and knew and saw from Earth and Blood. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, Bryce, Bryce, what does she do? Bryce uses the Star Sword to kill a Reaper, make a Reaper bleed. Jess, that's what you were bringing up when we were talking earlier. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then the and then Rune goes to the Autumn King, and he's like, yo, what can you tell me about the Star Sword? And the Autumn King is like, oh, now you want to know? Now you want to know. He doesn't make it, e- but you know what? In defense of Rune, he, he, as in the Autumn King, does not make it easy for for anybody to want to interact with him because he even says he goes, he has a question. He goes, "Well, Cormac's the son that I should have had," and he's like, "You know, I I try, I fucking try," and this is what I get. Of course, this is going to be like I I shouldn't be surprised, but I am every time, and. I, but you know what? Rune also doesn't give a shit. And he's like, stop acting like you're fucking bitter that you have a daughter who's better than you and you're threatened. And now he wants to stage a coup. We love Rune. 
See, I took this a different way. I took this as another adult figure being like, fucking Google it. Oh. Oh, interesting. <laughs> it's like, you want it now? You want it now. You've had it for how long? You can go anywhere. The Faye archives are like in the basement or whatever. You come in to ask me? <laughs> fucking Google it. I feel like Jessica's over there like, fucking Google. All these like adults are like, God, Google it. Like That's so funny. Because he's just like, all right, fucking fine. I will tell you you're interested now. Fine. I will tell you about my little passion project that he's had all these years. But yeah, I did feel he was just like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> was this the part where Rune was also saying like, oh, his dad took a drink of his whiskey and it was the only sign that I knew yeah. that he was shook of like the information I was coming for? Like, yeah, because he says like the, the star swords from another world. It was made, you know, from a meteorite, uh, you know, all, all of this like kind of things. And Rune's like, huh, cool. OK, weird. Moving on. Like, <laughs> <laughs> sounds like Cassian when he was in Rune, when he's in Reese's office, he's like. I got bored of whatever Reese was saying. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's, it's it's funny. It's funny. Um, I, I'm, I, I mean, I'm skipping. Obviously, I'm going to skip the part where Hunt uses his lightning power to flip zap. the bean. I'm just going to skate on over that. Um you know, that's fine. Their I love, I love you to too, Quinlan. I, I, like, I knew when I saw the slideshow. Here's, here's why I'm bringing this up. Bryce says, I made the drop for you. And I just hate it so much. I hate it so much. And, and, and this, I'm bringing this up because this goes down to my core fundamental problem with her character in this book. She says this, this is like, we're not like into it. Obviously we're doing big points here, but she, when she says this, um, I made the drop for you, but she, she, she's saying she did it for a man, even though in the first book, she's like doing it to like save everybody, like hunts part of it. Like the whole world is, you know, Danica's there. It's all, we're all going to like work to change. Like it's all, it's a big moment. She didn't just do it for hunt, but also the core problem with Bryce's character in this book is that she needs a hunt mostly for her power to yeah. work like she needs and and like yes hypaxia like she can do it with hypaxia but like hunt specifically says i'm quoting this just because it bothers me so much i'll level you up uh, yeah the level up think of me as a video game and you can level up with me and she's but you know what she is bitter about that because she's like which i do like it wasn't like a, oh you're right like this is a I am on record saying, you know, you could be a whole person by yourself. Two halves don't have to equal a whole. You could be a whole person by yourself. And this isn't to negate their mates and their, you know, I understand the importance of a partnership. But if we're looking at it as a partnership, that would you would assume that Hunt needs Bryce also. And that is not the case. Hunt still has powers without Bryce. It is not the other way around. And that bothers, you know, that bothers Bryce because she's like, I'm a strong and independent woman. I don't need no man. That's her basically thing when she's frustrated and he's like, like a level up. And I'm thinking of Mario. And I was like, that's, that's not what she's frustrated about. Um, 
I, I mean, who knows? Maybe with her training, maybe now that she's in Prithian, she has no one to rely on but herself, and she'll go through some sort of training montage with Nesta or Feyre or whoever. So she has no one but herself to rely on. And maybe that, like, again, that's speculating, but something has to come from that. Something has to come from that. Something has to come from Bryce because, because I, I know you say that like she, cause she does say like, I'm a strong independent woman at the, or whatever. But at the end of it, it's, it's more like, come on, baby, level me up. It's more, it's like, come yeah, on. Like, you're saying one thing and doing another. Yeah. And it, it just is like kind of gross, kind of gross. Okay. Bone quarter under King drops the plot that he's eating. Eating souls, eating first light. He's doing. He's like nom nom nom. Yeah, I'm nom, gonna take nom, a nom. bite before it keeps on going. Yep. <laughs> to Starfall. Yep. So, uh, BT Dubs, he didn't send the Reapers. Good to know. Uh, Reapers are from hell, just like vampires. Good to know. Well, they were like this is again the Asteri. Rigelis pitting everybody against each other because the Umber King's like, I didn't send the Reapers. That must have been like Prince whoever, Prince of the Pit. And then they confront the Prince of the Pit. And he's like, I didn't do it. Who's like, whose name, who's putting my name in their mouth? And meanwhile, Rigelis is like, like, dance, people dance. The whole, yeah, the whole time. Uh, A line that the Reaper, that the Under King drops that I fucking love. This is gold. I love it. He's like, yo, I didn't create the rituals. You created the rituals to bear the horror of what was happening. You knew. You knew. And it only took, you know, a couple generations to create all these rituals, the gates, the boat, all this stuff to make it bearable. Uh, This horrible information. Yeah, he knew. Yeah, he knew. And then even when there were like... uh where where's the where's the where's the blue sky where's the green grass he's like you made that up yeah he's like you that saw was what you needed thing. to see yeah. like meh. yeah it's like i don't know he's like so you know when you make the drop that's your first light when you're dead and you go through that second light all very important nutritious delicious light this uh powers are a stary uh, if you've seen if you see Batman Forever, <laughs> if you've seen Jim Carrey in his Riddler costume sitting on his throne, having all of that power shoved into his head, uh, tell me it's different. Tell me the visual <laughs> is different. You can't. You can't. You can't. Moving on. Moving on. I love that that was your first. You said that last time you were like, I go, I, I don't, I haven't, if I have seen Batman Forever, and I don't think I have, Um I, you had to send me the clip, and I was like, oh, my God, that's exactly how I imagined it. Yeah, it's like, oh, my gosh, it's it, it's just too good. Uh, the point of all of the point of the, the Underking uh, battle being that uh, the shepherd is killed and Bryson Hunt figure out that she's a conduit and he can, like, charge her up, level her up to use her powers or whatever. It's, you know, it's, you know, Baxian's there, too. He's like, hello. Um, Sabine comes and tries to make drama. You know, it is. Um, what it is, which is like so fucking on brand for Sabine. She wants she you know what? It's like she she does things. She says things and then gets mad when like the consequences of your own actions. Like you're mad that Ethan is with Bryce, but you dumped him here. You did this and now you're mad about it. Like pick pick a lane. All right, we'll go from one movie, Batman Forever, to another minority report. Tell me about the mystics. Where there are three mystics, there is, like, 
are they all wolves? No, I think just she is. Okay. So there's three mystics, um, and they essentially have some sort of mystical powers where the astronomer taps into i feel it's like a psychic reading and then they tap into like the magical powers of like go speak to the afterlife and kind of be a liaison between the living and the dead who have these questions or not even the dead just anybody they're trying to come in contact with and that's what happens here is that Ethan finds out more information from the bone quarter that Bryce tells him. And he's like, wait, so Connor might be alive. He's looking for a way to try to be in contact with Connor. And Bryce cannot deny him this because she's like, look, if it was Danica, I would be doing the same exact thing I did. So, like, who am I to be a hypocrite about this situation? But they're all it, it's it's her. It's Ethan. It's Therian. And they're still kind of like we we did not make the right choice again um and uh and who one of the princes of hell the prince of the thanatos oh thanatos Thanatos. oh that's right because they're like she's like another one how many princes am i going to talk to um he kind of comes through the void instead of connor um but he's but he does say like look i don't have a connor here by that name Never heard of him. Never saw him. Um, is this also the part where she's like, what about Jessica? Do you know anything about her? Yeah. He's like, the, the, yeah. And yeah. he's like, I know her by a different name. <laughs> Maybe yeah, it's like, not oh. this part. But there is somebody who does that. She's like, I know Jess. I know of Jessica, but she doesn't go by that name. I know her by something many, many, many moons ago. Um, so that'll be fun to unravel. But they're basically getting confirmation that Connor isn't in this afterworld place, but Ethan is desperate to be in contact with him. Yes. And Thanatos answers. He's like, I smell the starlight on you, Bryce mm-hmm. Quinlan. Uh, there's seven levels. Uh, there's a brief mention of a thousand mystics in the catacombs of the Crystal Palace. They are searching for other worlds, but we're not really supposed to know that yet. Um, and, and Thanatos here says, like, you slew my shepherd. Fuck you. Uh, there's an order to keep Connor in the bone quarter. It's fine. You know, I'm the prince of the ravine, BT dubs. Um, and I'm going to come get you raw. And it's just icy and like cold explodes. And, you know, the mystics like, you know, come out, send me back, send me back, send me back. Um, Ethan, let's just finish Ethan's plot. Ethan will return there. Uh, Ethan will speak to the alpha, to the female, figure out she's a wolf, figure out she's an alpha wolf. He'll steal the sprites and one of them being a dragon. Ethan will eventually be told that he can be an alpha if he wants to. And then he will eventually go back and guard this female alpha wolf who is a Fendir relative and can take the place of Sabine. Which I know what I love about it. It's the prime hates Sabine too. Yeah. He's like, fuck you. Like he, I mean, I mean, it's, I feel like this reread, it's even more apparent where he's like, no, you tell me what Sabine did. I want to hear from you. Oh, you're asking about Danica and why she she studied history. She studied our lineage. It only goes back so far, but there's more. There's more that you don't know about. And then even with Ethan, again, he's like, tell me more. Oh, you're interested about this. And Sabine's always so nasty. Like, Sabine is ballsy to be that nasty in front of the prime. That one time when Ethan went to visit, she's like, what do you want? And I'm just like, at first I thought maybe... She was kind of 
putting like the wool over his eyes to be like, oh, yes, dad, whatever you say. Like she was the perfect daughter. But then behind closed doors when the prime isn't around, she was just nasty to see that she was just as nasty because at that point she's like, there's there's nobody left. It is only me. And so she had nothing really to lose. And the prime was like, hey, Ethan, do you want to be an alpha? Do you want to, do you? I'll give you your own pack. Oh, this other person is a, is a fendier. Perfect. Get this bitch out of here. Literally. Like, that's what, she, that's what she is. We're doing broad strokes here, so I'm going to talk about the biodome. I'm going to talk about the biodome. <laughs> the only thing that I want to talk about about the biodome. I don't know. I'm, I'm surprised you're even bringing it up, honestly. Well, besides the winnowing, which is important, is the thing that really like um, stood out to me during this reread. Uh, in the beginning, I said it's like Ember, her mother, and like Bryce having to parent her mother and how like immature Ember is. But here, Bryce makes a uh, like a like a thought, like a passing thought. She says, "Like I can't deal with Hunt freaking out on top of all of this too. Like I just I have to like deal with Hunt, so I make sure he doesn't like sink the fucking boat before I can move on and do literally anything else." So it wasn't even like a mating that was like, "Oh my god, I love you. Oh my god, I love you too. Let's consummate our mating." Like she's like, "I got to get him and he needs to get some testosterone out." Yeah, and and it, and she like strips down, you know, and she's like, blah, 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 you know, you know, I, my note is like primal savagery, uh, yeah. avenging god, you know, the claiming um, you know, the power, they glow together, you know, the handprint glows, um, a kernel of of creation stayed inside of him. What was that about? Let's talk about that. What is that? What is like, is that her losing her power? Like, I, th- we don't know what it is, but I, it made me wonder, like, does she lose a bit of herself, this kernel of power every time? Like, it's, like this because he's like i felt this kernel in me and it's dormant now it's yeah what is that i don't like that maybe it has a payoff and we're in the process and that's why i don't like it i would love to be corrected on this but as of right now it's just a little thing that i don't like um um uh i don't like that bryce has to be charged up i think i have said that before i do not like that Bryce is so fucking rude to the sprites when she meets them later on. I said it before. I'll say it again. What the hell? We say it again. And you know what? It threw me off this time because I picked up on the Lahaba grieving a lot more this this reread. She's like, I miss Lily. She would be doing this. We would be watching things and bangs like da da da. Like every single scenario. And and I'm not denying her grief. I'm confused with she was grieving, she was grieving, she was grieving. And then all of a sudden with the sprites, she's like dismissive of Lahaba in a way that she was like, oh, Lahaba, like she saved my life. She says she's from this queen. And they're like, no, it's it's legit. They like, don't lie about that. Yeah. And she's like, whatever, I guess I got to get to work. Yeah. And l- later the, the sprites are like, look, uh, you should talk to the queen like she she should know that like this descendant died and Bryce is like oh, busy no and that's it that's it that's not addressed again and it's just so one like wildly out of character I think and I was and- gonna say that feels so out of character like the grieving part isn't out of character it's how 
how she is with the sprites that is yeah she's like no no but then you could say like oh but she still has like trauma that's why she's in disguises but she hasn't like fully embraced or so all of okay fine she doesn't talk to them again and is rude as fuck here so make it make sense that's all i'm saying that's all i'm saying that's all i'm saying this is the frustrations that we have with like a like a, a book two especially when we have a confirmed book three we're just can't we're still like we're frustrated, but we're like, I guess we'll find out if there's a payout. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess just like uh, Dragonfire can burn princes of hell. There has to be a payoff there. It, it's not just like here for no reason. Let's just go. Let's just go right to the ball. We're going right to the ball after she's been saying like, I'm Princess Bryce, motherfuckers. Give me time to do all the things that I want to do. <laughs> And this is after the Autumn King has been like, all right, fine. I'm going to legally change your name. You want to talk shit? Let's do shit. You know, here's what you got to do. Follow all the rules. Like, it is what it is. This is also where Night and Day have agreed to meet up. Love them at the ball at midnight. Fine. Um, So, Hun, you know, in a tux, whatever. Um, Okay. I I understand why I understand this whole scene. I understand the drama. I understand the politics. I understand all of it. I do. I get it. I understand why she did it. Fine. Fine. I do, though, agree with Cormac that, like, just unite the fae. Just, just. Play, just play, be queen, just be queen, just be queen, right? And like, Hunt can be whoever you want to be. Like, we could work this, right? It's like when the man asks you to rule the world, you say yes, and then you make internal changes before it gets too bad, right? <laughs> and, and, and so like, I, I do feel like maybe that would have been like better politically and she could have made like more change that way, but it doesn't matter because she's in another world. But again, this is just me thinking because She's Hunt's property now. Yeah, well, in the way she sees it, one, she's never been one about politics. We know this. We know it's never been about politics for her. But for her, it was a, you know what? I would rather be, if I'm going to be property, it's going to be my mates. And it's, I'm not going to be Cormex. And I'm not going to, and if I have to lean into this, and this is what my dad is, you know, not my dad, but this is what my biological father is telling me I need to be abiding by. The king is telling me I need to do. All right. We're going to play this game. I would also be the person who'd be like, oh, you're giving me a credit card. We're running up that bill now. <laughs> we're running up everything. <laughs> but again, we're talking about Bryce having to parent everyone around her. Uh, when she finally realizes, like, oh, my God, this means Hunt is a prince. She's like, he's going to go insane. Oh, my God. He's going to go crazy. I didn't. I thought she was like, I thought she didn't mean actually insane. I thought she was like, I can't wait to, you know, get him in 4K with this. See, again, I took it totally different and thought he would pull a Tamlin. And explode oh. all of the things because he would just not be able to handle the mental stress of having this title, which, again, he kind of proves me wrong with that because he's like, you know, I loved being out there with you. I loved being in public. I loved like having you show me off. Like, so I do appreciate like that part of him because like his ex-girlfriend kept him in the dark, you know, OK, well. I wonder if that's where like some of like we're where his appreciation comes from for her. He was like, 
I saw I was this, honored. Yeah. Yeah. Like I feel it, it's like I, I saw this conversation online about and it's, it comes with the whole Simone Biles husband and then like the Travis Kelsey. Like Travis Kelsey knows he's like, I'm with the Taylor Swift. Then you have Simone Biles husband like, oh, I, I'm just with this girl who's not my type. But like I figured I'd give her a try since she was like chasing me for so long. So I, it's almost like you had that with Hunt and Sandriel and he was just like he loved her, but she was just indifferent with him it was just somebody she can fuck and he and and hunt where i will give him credit he's like i am with the bryce quinlan like she is i starborn princess aside like i know who is giving me the time of day i am so lucky that this person is giving me the time of day. And even fast forward to the end where Therian's like, oh, Ethan, you had a crush on her. You don't think anybody who doesn't have. She is amazing. You are outside of your mind if you didn't have a crush on if you don't have a crush on Bryce Quinlan. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I agree with you on everything that you're saying. I, I really do appreciate it. I don't appreciate the drunk, sloppy sex with the restraints and the glowing and the lightning. <laughs> so I'm not going to talk about it, except, you know, they address that he doesn't have a toe foot fetish. OK, that's then, already like that is Sarah's then like, look. stop bringing it up. <laughs> he says anything. What does he say? Like anything about you? Like, is, is like my a fetish. Yeah. Uh, they went to the roof. Excellent. Uh, Bryce. Dreaming of Apollyon again. Here we go. They're in Apollyon, the Star Eater. They're in like the dream area of Parthos. Uh, you know, I I started this war for Adis. Like, you know, Thea, he was just like so heartbreaking, you know, all this stuff. Um, why don't you have your powers yet? Bitch is kind of how I took it. Cause he was like, you know, uh, I didn't send these Reapers, but like, what the hell? Princes of Hell are like, we we need you. We need Do you the now. Work. Do like the work. we, shit's happening faster than you can realize because you don't see it. We need you in tip top shape. Yep, 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 yep. And you know, like, are you working with Hunt? He was bred to be receptive. Here's another one. Um, BT Dobbs Pelius, you know, killed Thea. Look at all this lore. Ba 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 ba. All this lore for us. Uh, you know, we want you to use the horn and open all of the doors. Right? Find me when you learn the truth. So that's why Bryce is like, I got to get to the, you know, I got to get to the pit. I got to do all this stuff, all of this stuff, all this stuff. Um, good lore, good plot thread to kind of like pull us on. I like that the, the princes of hell are so annoyed that Bryce is just not doing the work. That yeah. they're just like, we, it's not like we can go into the world and bug you. We have to like find ways to do it. So like, it's hard. Come on, work. Nobody wants to work anymore. Like... <laughs> But, you know, it is uh, it is kind of annoying. It is kind of annoying. Uh, where's another? OK, big, big meeting, big meeting in Erd's temple with the Underking. Is this where they're like, we can only have four people? Yeah. And, yeah. And then like they get trapped because there's only like one way in, one way out. But Pippa is blocking the main way entrance. Yeah. And this is the. This is the Baxian like reveal of the tattoo because oh, yes, he like gets yes. him out through the door, right? I always imagine, even though there's multiple entrances, I always imagine the Pantheon. Oh, definitely. That's like exactly where my mind was, and I like you know we've been to the Pantheon, and I was like, this is so. And then I'm imagining like you know the little the little crevice where Baxian. Also, I 
thought about this book. Baxian is always like when he was when they had the mech suits and he was running around the the river in his dog form, and then he's here. Does nobody know he's a dog? I know it. I know it's. I know it's very because confusing. I feel like if you saw him, I'd be like, "Oh, Baxian, what's up? How has like Pollux, the harpy? Obviously, the hind knows everything. But like, how are they Mordok? Do they not pick up on the fact that that that's Baxian who's been helping everybody out? I guess they do at the end because he like shows his hand. But this is the like through love all is possible. I had two years with Danica. We met in Pinjara at the meeting of the wolves. She was researching ancestry into shifters. That's why Sabine was scared of me because I mm-hmm. like Sabine knew. I knew all the shit she put Danica through and she was scared. But so Sabine knew she had a mate. Yeah. That's really the only person. Yeah, Sabine knew she had a mate. This is also where Baxian drops, like, yeah, I know what those numbers are that were on Sophie's body. Like, yeah, I know what those are. Bah, bah, bah. Uh, Only one place in the world has it, the, crest- the Crystal Palace. The Crystal Palace. In the Eternal City. City. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Danica was killed because she was, like, searching for a replacement to Sabine. And, like, you know, the three years she worked with Sophie to get the Thunderbird, you know, all, all of this stuff. Um, and... <laughs> Baxian is is just like so let's work together I want I want in like all of us together and this is where they come up with the most asinine fucking plan <laughs> in the fucking world there's no oh I cannot I cannot I cannot let's just have Declan hack the cameras that's fine we'll teleport in and we'll get this information that nobody else could get that nobody else knows it's fine it's totally fine we'll tell no one it's fine it's no problem. This this is absurd. This is absurd. And and I think it wouldn't bother me so much if uh, Hunt and Bryce weren't like play acting like a crime procedural in the beginning. It's like, but you know how this works. You know how to do this. Hunt, you're a literal cop. Like you, you where's your earpiece? Where, where, you know, put, they've put done t- this before. Like, you know how when you go into a new role, typically, if, if it's like within your career, like the same like industry or career, you have the things that you did before. And then when you get into an elevated position, you build on the previous positions. They've done this before. They were putting things together. They did the detective work. So <laughs> that's where you're like. Why are we playing dumb? Yeah. It's like, what are you like? What are you doing? You know, you have the technology exists. Why are we not using it? I just can't. I just can't. I just can't. Um, also, Bryce, like calling J- uh, Juniper to like say sorry and goodbye. It, like you have a lot of issues. We, we didn't bring this up in the first. I don't think we've brought it up in our initial episode. We might have a little bit, but. You are not a fan of this. No. Well, the bigger that brought us to here. Okay. The all of this uh, we uh, I know that we addressed it in our first episode about this book, but I'll address it very briefly now. I despise the way that this plot has pried away all of Bryce's like friends and family away from her and put her as far away from them as you could possibly get. Now, I know it's everybody. I understand it's everybody. I'm talking specifically about her her female friends, her female friends and her mother to an extent, but her female friends because the shit that happens with Juniper has absolutely no 
nothing to do with Danica, with other worlds, with with Cormac, with with all of this. It's all about Bryce getting getting power, right? Getting power. And then wanting to use that power in a positive way to influence her friend or to like make her friend's life, influence her life to like make it better because her friend has been unrecognized for continued excellence in her chosen field. Like, and, and Juniper is pissed off about this because Juniper gets made principal and she's like, I didn't earn this. I did. did, 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 did. Okay, Juniper. But she's so fucking real. Like you did. And they were never going to give it to you. Yeah. Because it wasn't like, oh, I didn't earn this. She was up next. And then the politics of the CC Ballet investors and funders were mad that she wanted to save more people during the spring battle and everything that went down. So she did earn it. They were just not giving it to her because of what happened in the spring. Yeah. So Bryce fucking fixed it because Juniper will not go to a different ballet company because she wants to be at the best. And I understand that. However... But this is very center stage. And I know we haven't had our center stage episode, but where she can be either a, you know, where she could be a soloist at, you know, American Ballet Company, or she could be a principal at Cooper Nielsen's company. And that's where Juniper's like, I don't want to be a principal at Cooper Nielsen's company. I want to be with the the company with notoriety. And like you said, I... I can't imagine like where I work if I went to some like what? Yeah, yeah. It's it's just really annoying, and it's but like the, this whole situation because this regular real life situation of trying to help your friend and having it backfired yeah. take is is so real yeah. that it pries one of Bryce's primary supports away from her early on in the book. Actually, too, like, because Fury kind of goes with Juniper. She's there, but she's, like, not really. The, you know, and she even you says, know. like, I'm friends with both of y'all. She is my girlfriend. You are, But I cannot. I, I will not play middleman. And she removes herself from the situation. But she's but she's living with June. So she yeah. she removes herself from Bryce out of default. And this is just girl bullshit drama. Yeah. This is all it is. It doesn't do anything except give us this moment that gets Bryce fucking caught, like caught, caught, caught. Because Bryce has been caught this whole time, but like she's she gets like caught, caught uh, because, because she of a voicemail. This, because of this voicemail, and it's just like it it didn't have to it didn't have to happen. So by the time there Bryce is in this asinine fucking this the oh this plot. Okay, um, so Bryce takes the the photo and she sticks it in her phone, which means that she's got it with her in Prithian. So let's all hope. Let's 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 all hope. Let's all hope. We got some comms crystals coming. But Bryce, by the time they get to the Eternal City, doesn't have Fury, doesn't have Juniper. Her mom has a new child to take care of, a replacement child to ca- take care of. Okay, and and who else? And Lydia is is not is not available in this situation, and they're not friends either. Hypaxia unavailable, nowhere near them. 
unavailable and essentially defaulting with Celestina because mm-hmm. Celestina's been, you know, ratting Who them out. Who betrayed them. Right. Yeah. So there are no female, no. like, friends. And Bryce started with a very solid, you know, like, female friendship group. That's why I'm bringing this up. Like, But that's that's why we love, love Earth and Blood so much. And because I Juniper understand was the, the one, journey. Yeah. Yeah, I understand the journey. And Ju- Juniper was the one who was there through the grief and was the one who saved Bryce's life. Yeah. So like, again, again, a travel book. I understand all of this can be resolved in the following books. And like, I can look back on this and be like, you're a little asshole for no reason. But um, <laughs> I just, I just don't understand why, why we have to go so far. Why can't we just have Juniper uh, why can't they just have made up in Juniper being like frantically trying to call Bryce being like, I'm so worried. Yeah. Why can't just we have, have like that, that instead, yeah. instead of this? Like, yeah. why do we have to tear everything away from her? Again, I understand the hero has to be torn down before she can be built up. I understand the hero's journey, but like, let the girl have her fucking friends. She's losing everything else. She's in another world. Like, let ha- one person on the outside be like, are you Okay. Yeah. Are you okay? I love you. Like, and really, the only two people who are constantly checking in on them is Hunt. Like, always, like, are you okay? Or like, going after her if she's like in another room. And Rune, Rune is all like her. I love, love, and I've said this from the beginning. I love the relationship. I love that Rune has constantly tried to try um, with her and how close that they've gotten. And he recognizes it also. He's like, I'm so fucking lucky that you're my sister. I'm there is why, why do we have to? And he's constantly like another one who wants to break generational curses where he's like, why do the Fae, why do the Avalon uh, uh, and the Midgar Fae have to be against each other? Why can't we be cousins that are cool and like grow the Fae together? Like, why can't I share this, like, the the starborn sword and the starborn royalty with my sister like he is like I'm, i got nothing going on except i want to be this this leader that i don't think of myself yet i don't know i've always loved rune i think we've always loved rune we've loved him since day one we shit on the the, the frat house but who doesn't shit on the frat house um but like that's also we say it in love because we've also both are very deep in frat culture also in Greek culture. Um, so I don't know. He's always there. And I think it helps because of, because of his Damati powers that he's able to check in, in a, in more discreet ways. Yes. And also fuck day. That's also you know very important with those <sighs> Damati the powers. Best. Them. They are the best thing about this book and the frat pack. Love them. Love them. All right. This is the end. Bryce is in there. <sighs> There's you know, a lot. Re- Rune and Hunt are off getting captured. Deck is just silently watching it all. I don't know. You know, Deck is like screaming at that, like like, panicking. Because when Flynn gets a hold of Ethan, Ethan's like, you got to see. I I don't have anything to say. You need to see it because I can't make this shit up. Yep. All right. Can't make this shit up. Bryce finds the room labeled Dusk. After she finds the pipes, the names, and the first light and realizes that you have to destroy the core underneath the palace made of quartz uh, and the Asteri will die because then they won't have any way to eat. Cool. I like that they have little percentages. I think that's real cute. I know. 
I just think it's adorable. Like it's it's real cute. I just think of cell phones with your charging yeah, battery. Yeah, I, I, I do too. Like when do you get nervous? Like fifty five. Like, I also want to like, know like how is it determined that like is Rigelus have less percentage because he's obviously orchestrated and all his like. And does he need less because he's a little boy? Like I don't understand. You know, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. We have gone over what is in the dusk room, right? We've we've gone over yeah. the Asteri. They've lured them, you know, hell, you know, all of this. They uh, you know, Rigelus, we've forgotten the name of our original world. Rigelus, I did all of this. I brought you here to open the rift. Your ancestors opened it with uh, a sword and another object or a horn and another object. Uh, stolen from the Asteris. We were in that other world and we made prototypes for the angels. Of course, this is Valaris and Prithian. Um, you know, they also killed our siblings. Midgard is a base. We lured everybody here. Thea and her two daughters, we shut the gates. We're all trapped. By the way, your world was a world of twilight in a verdant green island. Uh, it we've just all of this is going to have payoff in the next book so it's hard to just like list it off here like Rigelus puppeted Micah to kill Danica Danica was on to us the whole time um you know shifters lost themselves and gave themselves to the Asteri Midgard shifters um our Fae you know we split them against each other made them two different species we bred the ears out of them again yeah not your kind of fae of course your breed your breed which is the starborn fae um dwelled in a lovely verdant rich and magic land it's if, if it's any interest of you your your starborn bloodline specifically hailed from a small isle a few miles from the mainland we know this as the dust court um this is again like this is just like we're saying this as it's fact <laughs> um and yeah, in a beautiful near permanent twilight, the Midgard shifters were Fey from a different planet, um, where the world shared their form with an animal. The mare descended from them too. This is just us speculating that if one was the Dusk Court, if Starborn Fey is Dusk Court, we're going to assume that this is the other world that is um, Terrison. But we also know this from Kingdom of Ash, where we had the Fey that disappeared for a while and then eventually came back with the Kingdom of Ash battles. They were just like, hey, y'all, we're here. And they were shifters. So that is like, we're confirming it without it being confirmed, more or less. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, confirming it without being confirmed. And then what happens? Everybody gets captured. Everybody gets captured. Lydia doesn't uh, seal Bryce's um, shackles. They get to the uh, throne room. And that's where Rigelis says, like, Celestina sold you all out, right? Like, hey, your star glows because of the bloodlines, companions, and knights. Um, oh, our love. <laughs> I can't say it. Our love is, I, I'll paraphrase. Our love is very strong. Um, I'll find you again. It, our love can cross worlds, right? That's good our enough. Our love can transcend. Yeah, that's good. That's, that's good enough. Um, Rune says, take the sword. You're going to be queen. Bring back armies. Long Bring them live back. The queen. Long live the queen. We're going to have a coup when you get back. And then Bryce is like running up that hill, right? She's running up the road. She's running up that hill. <laughs> um, she's going, you know, she's got, she's got, uh, 
Uh, Rigelis chasing her, right? Vecna's got his arm out trying to get her. Uh, Stranger Things reference. And um, she goes through the gate and then, hello, she ends up in Prithian. Uh, Jess, you want to take us through this last part of this book? I love the last part of this book. This is such a great part. We land in Prithian. She's like panicky. And, you know, she goes through the portal. Hunt's, you know, Hunt couldn't you know, didn't know anything. So his crown, his slave crown is on his head. Um, and we're in Prithian and as comes to save her blindfold her, like we all want as to do to us and brings her to the townhouse (laughs) and brings up. See, this part is interesting from what we know that has been released from Bloomsbury and Sarah is they bring her to the house, but like now she's in like some, you know, we're assuming under the mountain or like under, you know, the, the castle, and wherever they are about near the hewn city um because she's in the townhouse she's freaking out i need to speak to adis i need to speak to prince of hell all this stuff it is you know as is like hell amran comes in amran is flabbergasted because they see guidian um which is also the star sword we know from our immediate reread from akasif that guidian slash star sword has not been seen in over fifteen thousand years uh amran is fluent in ancient fey Bryce speaks ancient Fae. She's like, I don't know. Maybe this language will help, but they're clearly Fae. We know that uh, Reese and Arun is a spitting image of Reese. Um, and everybody's just kind of wary of her. We're, we're all here. I'm curious to understand this timeline, though. Um, we have to assume it's after Akasif. That's, that's what I'm thinking. And because there was no way they were going to bring Nyx around this new person but there has to be some safety involved because they brought her to a townhouse and not to like one of their dungeons immediately just speculate for me which what do you want me to speculate we're i mean we're done this book is over ethan's plot line he's just watching as we said we're done uh we want to make sure that this episode doesn't go too long so just speculate for me where are we going what are we doing (sighs) oh well my crack ship theory is not happening of right. And I, I know I never thought it was going to happen. I'll read a fanfic about it where Bryce and Az were going to end up together. Loved that theory, even though I'm a Gwenriel stan. Um, but like, I guess this goes into the, the, the speculation theory. I, hmm. we know that the third book is kind of going to close some sort of chapter where we know we're going to get a fourth book. We can say, we can speculate that we know of the five bonus chapters that we're getting for Hofas, which is an Ember and Randall. So we could either assume it's him with Emil, them with Emil, or like pre-Bryce and all of that. We have a Bryce Danica chapter. We have a Rune Lydia chapter. And we also have a Bryce Nesta Asriel chapter. And I feel like that's a good direction to start speculating only because we have, you know, we have the swords. We know that Nesta has made three swords, Ataraxia, the dagger, and something else, a smaller version of Ataraxia. Um, we know those are made. We also know the star sword is made. We know that the twin of the star sword is truth teller, I think, um, is the dagger that as has so i'm just gonna speculate that that's what the chapter is i don't i'm not there's no way in my head that's that sarah would have 
a, a threesome chapter as much as I would love it. Um, that's just not where the direction of the bonus chapter is going. Um, those are just kind of my immediate thoughts. I mean, people are coming back. We know every, we know people are coming back. I mean, you have it doing this reread of Hosab. It is like bomb after bomb. Like just, it just keeps things keep getting dropped. And how can it not? Where's your speculations going? But, or do you like speculating? Oh, good question. I'm not speculating. I have put my foot down on this. I am not speculating. I, really feel and i've said this before so this is me being consistent but i really feel that like if you really love something and you find find a plot or like find a theory or find something that you just love right and it makes sense to you and it just like clicks for you and like you just know that like this theory is where the next book is going to go you you know it in your bones what if that book does not do that? Do you hate that book? Well, I feel like that happened a lot with the conversations after the immediate release of Akasif. People were mm-hmm. speculating for everything. I mean, people were writing fanfics about it. And I'm not discrediting fanfic writers. We love them. We live through them. But when you loved the fanfic more than the, like you said, you're like, wait, is this even the book that I want? Yeah. And, and also what happens, and here's the thing. I, at my great age, do not need any more drama in my life. So for, to like lay down, like speculate, like this is going to happen. This is this, and this is this, and this, and this. And then for that shit to not happen. And then to be open for the attack that might happen because mm. people are passionate and of course like we're passionate too obviously the name of the podcast but like the passion that people have gets to a level of just mean 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 um you can see this in real time just mention gwynreal or elusian like it is it can get just like it's scarier yeah Yeah. what it's supposed to what's supposed to be this thing that starts off as like clean good fun gets volatile really quickly. Yeah, it gets volatile really quickly. And it's just this like thing that I just don't want to open myself up to. And yeah. it just like me personally. Um, but I think that that is an important conversation to have because again, when uh, Akasif came out originally, people were really pissed off because like the cover, you know, where's the care and the cover? She's not going to put the care in Nesta's story. Like that was the whole thing. And people fought about that. People were like so angry about that. And, and now it's their favorite. Like people are like, this is my favorite of the series so far. Exactly. Like, exactly. I feel like people forget about how, how wild it was. It, it's, it, it, and it gets wild very quickly yeah. because it, it's just like the nature of the beast. So no, I'm not speculating. Uh, do I have things that I wish would happen? Yeah. But like those things didn't happen in this book and I struggled with it. So my, here's the thing. My well, expectations, <laughs> my expectations for this next book are, are like in, in the ground. Like they are so low and I'm putting them there so that they can be lifted up with every page that I read. Do you know what I mean? Because then you can't be disappointed. Because then I cannot be disappointed. If you expect nothing, 
then you cannot be disappointed. So I am so looking forward to the joy and pleasure of reading this new release so that I can make the connections, connect the dots, have an like a little bit of end to this like main kind of story I think that's happening and kind of just see where it's going so that then when you do a reread of one, two and three, and that story is kind of bookended a little bit because we know we're getting book four, it all makes a little bit more sense. And what I need, my speculation is it will all make more sense at the end. And that is what I need. I love that. I think that's so, it kind of like, wraps everything up do you think your frustrations are still the same taking the speculation out like those frustrations that you had with hosab are still there or does that kind of tie into when you were saying like the things that didn't happen are what frustrated you yeah that ties into that the things that didn't happen are what frustrate frustrates me uh, you know, uh, Bryce embracing her power, Bryce being independently powerful on her own, Bryce reveling in, enjoying in, and being an agent of change as a fake princess, having, you know, this, this cadre of strong female friends around her. It just didn't happen. And it didn't happen so severely that she is so isolated. She's in a different world. So again, expectations on the ground. They can only go up. Very excited to see her reunite. I'll say that. I'm excited. Yeah. I think we all are. I think we're and we just want it. We're just going to vibe the first book. I think that's really going to be where we're at. Um, but with that being said, thanks for joining us. Feel free to follow us on Akafe Podcast on Instagram. We're also both on TikTok, Akafe Laura and Akafe Jessica. Um, and if there's something that we didn't mention in either like our initial episode or now, please feel free to reach out to us and like we'll, you know, if there's if 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 anybody reaches out, we'll gather everybody's like, oh, well, did you want to touch on this? Did you what are your thoughts on here? We'll make an extra episode. I mean, we're already going to be vi- revisiting all of this when Hofast comes out um, and add to it. And maybe we'll be like, oh, remember that thing that we said? Uh, LOL on us. Um, but thanks again. And we'll talk to you all soon. Bye. Bye.